You already know what's going on. This is the Do Good Podcast. We're here with Savvy Ba and Esteban Escobar, a.k.a. Made by Escobar. Savvy Ba is the founder of Global Wisdom, a fashion media and culture brand here in Chicago. He's directed and shot music videos for various friends of mine here in this city, including Golden Boy Manny and Vela Villain. And the Made by Escobar is the founder of Mayan Jade, a sustainable clothing brand with indigenous ponchos worn and hand-sewn by Mayans in Guatemala. That's crazy. That's awesome. Appreciate Both it. these Thank guys you. are super creative individuals who are known and connected with a lot of other young Chicago creatives. What's going on? guys Welcome. hey man thank you for having us man i really appreciate it you know even after like the times of covid and stuff you know the fact that you're still out here like really doing this i really appreciate it man thank you for your time you know the grind don't stop we're starting to enjoy this beautiful chicago weather summertime facts in effect facts. and uh we're just getting started here right Yes, sir. Just getting started here. Would you guys mind telling me a little bit about your guys' stories, like growing up and just a little bit about your background, like going way back? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in the northwest side of Chicago. I uh, started photography when I was 16, and that, I feel like, kind of, like, started, like, the ball. And, you know, since then, I've just kind of been, like, so fascinated with, like, just creating shit, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I just do what I got to do. And a lot of people around me I've met, like, are also on the same page. So, it, you know, it's it dope, like, seeing, like, people like me doing the same thing. Yeah, growing up, I'm from Albany Park, Northside. So it was very diverse. I grew up uh, with a lot of Latinos on my block, a lot of Asian, the Asian community. Yeah, in Albany Park, there's a lot Indian, of Koreans. Yeah, Korean. little in- India is right next to the door. So for us, Divine, yeah, 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 it was really um, just seeing each other as equal. And for me, that was always a big factor as far as who do I want to be? That's how I tackle work. I don't see any difference in between the background. It's all about execution. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he's from Albany Park. I went to high school in Albany Park. I met, like, so many, like, new, like, cultures out there. Like, where I grew up, it was, like, predominantly Mexican and, like, Polish, really. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was, like, what I was used to, but... Once I really started growing up, I started seeing all these different cultures. And I was like, yeah. you mentioned that like once you got to high school, then you started seeing more like diversity in the city. And it's crazy because you, you guys know how the city's so segregated and a lot mm-hmm. of the city is not diverse. But then there are certain areas of the city that are extremely diverse. Exactly. And so it's like systematically, you know, I mean, those that was in place back in the day to profit off of right. uh, minorities, essentially. And so we see like the effect of that throughout time. And it's just basically made things into like a melting pot of sorts because you see the difference. You know, you're, you're a diverse uh, neighborhoods and you're bland <laughs> neighborhoods. But really, when it comes to Chicago, I think the importance of it is that we are like the biggest, one of the biggest melting pots in the country. It's just a coming together issue, if you know, if you understand what mm. I'm saying. Elaborate more on that. Mostly being because, from my experience, hate culture is pretty prevalent in the city of in Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think that ha- ties in with our violence, yeah, like gun yeah. violence, not getting out as much. You know, you see more in life, you experience more in life, you become more, and not having that ability to even leave your neighborhood or your your block, for example. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, affects that there are a lot of like places in the city where people won't show love but although you know that's going on we could also highlight that there are places here in chicago where like we could unite you know what i mean like there's a lot of places out here that like 
you like know downtown downtown like, yeah wicker park you know what i mean but not a lot of people go to downtown wicker park mm-hmm, all these mm-hmm, like areas mm-hmm. and stuff so a lot of that has to do with being accepted as well you know right you right want to be where you feel accepted you want to feel like home. where you belong yeah and, and, and if you uh, don't feel like you belong downtown if you don't feel like you belong right. in wicker park then yeah right you can't even go window shop without getting a, a mm-hmm. nasty stare stairs yeah yeah and uh i i something that stuck with me growing up was uh I was told by a summer school teacher, which I hated, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> on the south side, he, he would do um, summer school as well. And there was some of his students didn't even know they lived next to a body of water, you know, like Michigan. And they're mm. like half a mile, mile away. So that to me just basically told me it's a bigger world. Going back to my background, my Guatemalan heritage, both family, mom and dad, Guatemalan, I was you know, privileged, blessed to go back frequently growing up mostly for holy week easter good friday that's kind of where the mayan jade story began because with that um vision of just knowing that there's a there's a whole world outside of chicago and it's not like you know you, you live and you die in chicago you can you can expand mm-hmm. that that just going back to guatemala opened my eyes and really just ingrained that kind of mindset is it's more to chicago so i'm not going to just let Chicago be my destiny, but it's a part of me. And so you kind of like bring every, a part of you everywhere. I love Chicago. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to just rep Chicago to the end. But, you know, going out to like different cities, countries, you do see different perspectives. And like, I think that's like one of like the best like life lessons you could ever do. Just travel, going out to like L.A., New York. Not only that, when I was younger, I would go to like Mexico. I hardly remember, but like Life was definitely different out there. Like you kind of just get blinded if you're if you stay at one spot. You don't know what's out there until you actually see. Yo, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, going out to Mexico, I seen a kid that was younger than me, like six years old, asking for like money and stuff. I'm just like, yo, like when I was six, I was not asking for money. You know, like people really got it tough out here. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like we think it's tough out here, but like it's a it's, it's real. It's There's real. Still man. first world problems. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Hundred percent. Right. And that's really what was kind of ironic at the beginning of COVID. Our instinct was to get toilet paper. <laughs> Other places in the world, that might not have been at the top of the list. Well, why, though? Why was toilet paper the first thing? You know what I mean? Like, why? <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, could have yeah, gotten yeah. vitamins, you know what I mean? Like, food, like... Food, He's water. really worried really, about, like... Really what? basic health essentials. Yeah, why are you worried about toilet paper? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, don't get me wrong. You know, if you want that, that's cool. But, I, you know, there's definitely different things out here. Yeah, my folks in Guatemala, they, they didn't really have to worry about that. More, more so because they produce those kind of uh, products. like Themselves. Yeah, yeah. So And that's really cool. I feel like that's a lot of what your background is, is in self-production. Sustainable fashion. Yeah, yeah. Specifically because, you know, we all have a... I don't know how familiar you are with your carbon footprint. I'm not really keen on it, but I know that we all have one. We all have an effect. And just to be able to reduce the effect we have, specifically with fashion, because I'd say... Four percent of you know global warming is contributed through the fashion industry through waste through mm-hmm. so quality is key in this conversation. The better quality, the longer the material, the longer it lasts, the less you have to buy it. My, the focus of my work is dissecting objects and reinterpreting their history, thus making the inanimate distinctly human again. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. 
I want to get a little bit more into your guys' brands and how they started. Like, what? When did when did you start Global Wisdom? How did that come about? And with my and Jade, how did that start? Like, give me some more background into the wisdom and how it started. So, it was a an idea presented to me by my cousin. He had this T-shirt and it had said W I S D O M. He kind of was just like, "What do you think we should do with it?" And I was like, "Why don't we do a black T-shirt?" You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, out of the blue, this most simple thing. I was like, "Let's do it." We ended up selling a lot. And then he told me, he's like, "What's next?" He essentially gave me the blessing. He he gave he presented the idea, and then he told me to basically run with it. And I was like, yeah. And so I really thought about like what I wanted wisdom to stand for, and I feel like I wanted it to stand for like more of a community than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it stands for we started doing more, not I started doing more. Mm-hmm. It's a project of a community of creators, and I just happen to be the creative director of it. Yeah, I I think that's something that's really key to your brand is that whether it's the videos you make or the photos you take, with each person that you feature, they become a part of the community and you involve them in what you do. So I just wanted to hear a little bit more about that. Like, what's the community that you're hoping to form? Mm -hmm. How do you want to showcase, you know, young Chicago creatives? Mm -hmm. And where does that go? I mean, on my website right now, we showcase a lot of uh, different artists. Mm -hmm. My goal really is to one day pass it on really i want to pass it on to who 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 the young guys are as time passes we're gonna have just you know totally different people like a whole new line of like wisdom it's 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 a vision for sure i mean when we met we were we were in a shoot like we were we were literally in a yeah, shoot we bro. met in a video shoot yeah bro yeah. like and like at that time i was like i don't even know who you were you know but like you came to me in a real cool like manner and i was like okay cool like Let's kick it. You know what I mean? You're cool people. <laughs> and I feel like that's the attitude that I bring with myself and wisdom mm-hmm. is you come to me with good intention. And if I, if, you know, if I'm fucking with like the, what you're working on, let's work on some shit. They say the game is to be sold, not taught. But in your point of view, I think it should be said wisdom is to be taught, not bought. Correct. Mm. Because it's more of a community. It's more of a coming together. The piece that we were discussing on, I'm just going to go ahead and say go crazy. it has go crazy. Mexican influence because the sleeves on one side's green and the other one's red. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, combining the Guatemalan textiles that I brought, it was almost like a statement of two cultures, two communities coming together. The, the thought of combining that, those cultures, because it was in a way something that I haven't seen before. Combining Guatemalan with Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, the same, we're brown pride, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, because personally, growing up, I was surrounded mostly with Mexicans, like a few Cubans, but there are no Guatemalans. Like, I didn't grow up knowing any other Guatemalans. And it wasn't a, more so like a, a personal problem, but it was more of a, a growth development situation where you just try to find yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And although I was surrounded with Mexican friends, I couldn't consider myself Mexican. I had to stand on my own roots. And that's um, that's what really started me on making my own clothes was just being proud of my own roots. We all live in this like same city. We all live in this same world. Like, let's work together. I just want to know more about like the Mayan Jade roots. And how did you connect with those designers in Guatemala? To start off with, uh, Guatemala is specifically Mayan, like uh, indigenous Mayans are mm-hmm. like the indigenous community there. 
And um, whereas Mexico has mostly Aztecs, Aztecs. Mm -hmm. a little bit of Mayan. For me, it was uh, going back. Every time I went back, I would see, you know, indigenous people walking around. They're like the poorest of the poor out there. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's almost looked down upon, like our Native Americans per se. They're, they're, we're, we don't have them like on a pedestal. Like the indigenous people aren't put on a pedestal. They're seen as a little like lower. So the darker the skin, the less attractive. Mm. The lighter, the more attractive. And that's just more Spanish influence. Yeah, yeah. And to go specifically into the textiles, that's the Spaniards used ponchos. They're actually called huipiles in Guatemala. They're different solely because they're sewn on the side. Ponchos are open air on the side. Mm. And uh, they use these garments as a form of identification mm -hmm. for the different regions. There's um, 28 known Mayan dialects still spoken to this day, and each one has a separate culture. So they were each assigned basically like a sign that said, okay, these indigenous people are from the northwest. These are from the northeast. But they took that and made a negative into a positive and started hand-making their own designs, their own style. From there, I, I took that idea to just put Guatemala on, on the forefront of sustainable fashion in my eyes because this is all handmade. The, the strings are dyed with fruits and different plants, hand-dyed. They're all hand-sewn. It's actually a Spanish sewing machine that's uh, how they make carpets nowadays. So it's all, it's all hand-woven. But the textiles, for me personally, have a deeper meaning. People are recycling all the trash that you find. You know, I think Adidas and Nikes are doing um, various groups and uh, projects of how to reduce and recycle and make shoes out of it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So my whole thing is uh, finding a way to reduce our carbon footprint with sustainable fashion, mostly by handmade goods. And uh, at the end of the day, it's actually making an impact. If you guys could, because my listener base is very diverse and disciplined, like mm -hmm. all different types of people working on different, all different types of areas, whether mm -hmm. it's technology, business, creatives, fashion, and everything in between. Like who listening right now would you be excited about connecting with and like who might you want to collaborate with? Um, with like just like upcoming artists? I seen this one director. Uh, I think he directed uh, one of Vel's videos. Uh, Dog Chris, Food Media? Him as well. Um, I was thinking more of Chris Vergara. Oh, Chris Vergara. Yeah, yeah. we had. I had Chris Vergara on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, um, I've watched some of their videos and it's like really dope. It's like a lot of people out here, man, that I'm really like looking forward to working with. You had a couple people on this podcast that were like pretty dope. Like, yo, you put me on basically. Like, <laughs> I would listen to the podcast and I'm just like, yo, like, these guys are dope. You know what I mean? Like the Fortune House, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. super dope, man. Like I emailed them, I was just like, Yeah, bro, like shit. Like I really fuck with your shit. Like check my shit out, you know what I mean? And then they get back to me or whatever. Cool. That's who I also like look to work with. People who are just starting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's 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 grow. You know, we gotta plant the seed. Really just uplifting those who that that need it. Deserve it. Right. If you deserve yeah, yeah. it, if you put that work, if you put them hours. It'll show, and and those are the people that you want to work with. Like, pride could be dangerous. Pride could pride could be dangerous. Put you under yeah. under the water, you know. Oh yeah, pride could also make you lose an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, if you think that you're the best, and like somebody reaches out to you, and you're like, man, fuck this dude, 
Too who knows? Good for them. Too good for them. Like, who knows? You would have created some fire ass shit. Pride has sent me down. Right. Like, yeah. pride has crushed me multiple times. For sure. Like, I, 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 the times in my life where I had the most crisis was also the times where I had the most pride. Mm. Mm. Pride can lead to hating. Mm-hmm. Right, hating right. doesn't lead you anywhere. Hating is no good. No hating in Chicago, man. No <laughs> hating in Chicago. What can we do to, to transform the city to, away from that hating mentality? I think the arts is helping make that path. The arts is almost like a safe space. You know what I mean? All these pop-ups we go to, all these different events, they're, they're like the safe spaces that people can congregate and just uh, communicate, mm-hmm. really. With the, with the police brutality uh, situation that we've been battling, that's also been, from my eyes, a, a moment of clarity where we all com- come together, we all see eye to eye. We're, we're, we lack in communication most mm-hmm. of the time. People from different neighborhoods might assume different things instead of actually having that conversation, which never allows for that breakthrough to happen. Kind of going back to what we were talking about, like how the city's so segregated. Yeah. I think that is a big factor. Um, I actually have some like stats here because mm-hmm. I took this institutional racism class last semester and I'm like really like shout out Professor Franklin. She was really dope. If you look at these stats... Yeah, go ahead, man. Throw the facts. Like, okay. In Chicago, there are, it's 32% whites, 30% blacks, 29% Hispanics. And out of 48 of those blacks, they live in predominantly black neighborhoods. Mm. So, like, that's already, like, a lot. And then you look at the charts and you see what communities are getting funded the most. It's the ones that are predominantly white. white yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And where do you see the crime? The predominantly black so you kind of ask yourself what's causing that how come there's kids out here that can't even like express their like feelings through art so i think funding around the city more and actually investing in in these yeah, yeah. places like that are predominantly black predominantly hispanic let's let's give them more opportunity let's yeah, fund definitely. them more I'm talking and then, to you laurie and then on top of that <laughs> on top of that I believe that diversity is key. I think the more of us there is, the better for everybody. So when you have these communities that are pure black, pure Latino, like, sure, that's cool. But imagine we were all mixed in one Mm -hmm. and we were all able to just get different perspectives and actually just grow. You know what I mean? Kind of like when I went to high school, when I was like seeing all these cultures like that, that really inspired me. And a lot of these people, you don't see that. Your everyday life is just whatever you see in the mirror. And I think that kind of kind of kind of goes back to hate culture because then you get I mean bro like literally we have the Cubs and the Sox, <laughs> like the the Northsiders hate the oh, Southsiders because yeah. they go for the Sox and the, like you know Sox. it's just like bro we are so segregated we need to let's kind of just get in one bro like fuck all that. I think the arts is the perfect place for that. Facts. You know I mean, mm-hmm. like Facts. I said, it's a safe space. That's where Chicago is right now. You know, otherwise we're we've been at a standstill as far as like conjoining forces facts that's a great point that if we had more creative spaces if we have more like creative engagements around the city in neighborhoods that that force people to come together in those spaces then it would get them to feel like oh i can visit these other places i Mm -hmm. can there's no reason why i shouldn't Mm -hmm. and just getting people out of that mindset of like oh there's no reason to go to those neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and you're right like the city would be so much better as a whole if it's entire if the entirety of it was more diverse I hope we're slowly changing that. I hope that 
I, I think we are, man. Like, I, I was on the red line going down to 95th and Dan Ryan. <laughs> I kid you not, I'm the only Latino in there, and everyone's just staring at me like, what are you doing here, bro? Yeah, bro, why are you on the red line <laughs> bro, on 87? Like, I, I was really kicking it, bro. Like, There's been so many encounters on the CTA that I've had. There's this one dude, man. I, he was just going from cart to cart. Like, I don't know what he was on. And I was just chilling, bro. I had my camera. I had just finished, like, shooting. Dude comes up to me. He's like, hey, you're a photographer. I'm like, yeah. Come on, let's do a quick shoot. We did a quick shoot on the fucking train. I have his pictures. I don't know his Instagram. I don't know nothing, bro. But we just, and the shots were fire. And he was just like, good looks. I'm like, say less. So it's like, I feel like shit like that. Interactions like that, it, that those are what I live for. Like, And that know? would have never happened if you never got on the train and went to the south side. It just takes that leap of faith sometimes. But that's the problem. A lot of people are scared of the unknown. If we could just have more spontaneous interactions like that, that's very healthy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, if people just took more leaps of faith right. to visit places they haven't visited yet. And mm -hmm. that goes mm -hmm. for anybody and everybody to just get people involved with each other in ways that they normally wouldn't. You know, that's the mission of Do Good, really, is to create those, bridge those gaps where people who aren't interacting normally are able to interact and come together. Where, where are the ways that people aren't normally interacting and how can we create more spontaneous interactions in those ways? Mm -hmm. For sure, you guys got the right mindset. What's your guys' vision for what you're doing right now? Like, what, what are the next steps? Where do you, how could people listening support you? My and Jay, it's tackling furniture, more minimal mid-century designs, so like cantilevers and Eames chairs. Um, all in-house, by the way. We've been uh, hand-sewing the material, hand-upholstering, anything from a couch to a, a beanbag. Directed chairs are where I kind of just started. The, the textiles and the designs just have our own story on their own, like, uh, shop, shop. Shop, man, shop, <laughs> for sure. Anytime, baby, I'm here for you. <laughs> oh hey, this guy is the most smooth businessman I've ever met. Bro. Like, he just be talking to... Bro, I'm telling you, bro, we were in New York shooting, bro, and some shorty comes out to them talking about, like... Hey, you remember that? You, hey, hey, you, you talking about uh, when I was in the robe and when we were at Gucci? Yeah, with the robe, with the robe. <laughs> with the robe, yeah. man. I you was were at the at, Gucci store? Oh, we, we were, were at, at Gucci. Gucci. I, was, I was wearing mine jade, and... Uh, a worker, she worked at Gucci, she just walked up and she said, I really like your style and aesthetic. Can I get to know you? I'm moving in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, you got a friend in Brooklyn now. Say less. Hey. This guy but, uh, yeah, no, um, New York is, it's an open book, yet people mind their business. I'm coming out with the book, Chicago 77. Um, yeah, talk about Chicago 77. Yeah, I was sitting in the couch. And I tell my mom, I'm like, mom, like, how is Chicago, like, broken down? Like, you know, I feel like mm. New York got the boroughs. You know, you got Queens, you got Brooklyn, you got Staten Island, you got Manhattan. And L.A., it's kind of more like little cities. You got Compton, East L.A., like, all that shit. Like, Hollywood. Yeah, you know, Hollywood. What about Chicago? And she was kind of just like, well, I mean, what I know of it is, like, north, south, west side, and lake. Like, east side type <laughs> shit. And I was like, you know, that's... That's kind of like, that's true, but I kind of wanted to showcase every single community area within mm. the city. And I just, what I did was I went to these areas um, and I shot them and I edited them in my, like, in my way. And I kind of just, I put it together just to like really highlight. Um, the whole city. The whole city. Not did you just go to route. every single neighborhood? Every single neighborhood, yes. And you shot in every single neighborhood yes. and then you compiled it in this like photo compilation? Yes. Correct. That's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, because growing up when I was like, you know, starting photography, a lot of people were doing like 
loop you know what i mean like the sears tower like that's cool that's but, like what's on all day it's gonna be a stock photo the loop there's like places that are like hidden and like people don't even see but it's dope you know and I, that's what the book's gonna do you know but to have a book that through photos equally represents every single community mm-hmm. that's like very interesting to me yeah i, I kind of did like specific edits for specific areas you know mm-hmm. what i mean just because i was just feeling it that you know yeah, like yeah, i was yeah. just like i was just like yeah fuck it let me do some crazy shit right here and boom call it let's say what that. did you learn going to all these different neighborhoods did you take anything away from it i really learned that like i said uh we're very segregated you mm-hmm. know what i mean right. so it's like when you see somebody like not from that neighborhood like you are you know for sure like all eyes are, are on you like you look like a target like you look like who the fuck are you dog like mm-hmm. why are you here but i've also did lo- you get some of those like looks oh yeah. To- yeah oh yeah dude yeah and, and surprisingly it was actually in the north side like mm. it was Rogers Park. I was walking. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I've been in Rogers. It was like I was like, bro, what the fuck? And like they were just like, what you on? I'm just like, nothing, bro. I'm just taking pictures. You know what I mean? Like I'm Shout chilling. I'm Patrick. chilling. I'm really chilling. And then then they left me go. But like it was like it's whatever. But it was a dope experience, man. I really, I really had like I just was always like on the train. And when I couldn't get like, cause you know the train doesn't go like everywhere in Chicago, so you would have to sometimes I'd walk, take the bus. Mm-hmm. It was an experience, man. It was almost like a form of meditation, really, when yeah, I was creating yeah. it, because I was just really in my own zen, like zone, God's own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like on your own exploration. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, it, it's a it's a beautiful time to be alive in the city of Chicago. I kind of wanted to ask you, like, you know, you you interview different people out from the city. So, what do you kind of see from that? Like, how, like, what perspectives, like, how have you changed? Like, how have your perspectives changed from like seeing these different kids from like different areas, like walks, different walks of life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it's you when you when you meet more people, it, you realize that there are a lot of ways we're way more similar than we are oh, different. Yes, bro, for real, man. Yeah. So shout out to you for like really, you, I feel like you're one of us, like, you know what I mean? Like when you're definitely yeah, leading the forefront of this revolution. Yeah, man. You're right there. You're right in the front. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm really glad you guys came on the podcast today. If there's anything else you want to talk about, go for it. Chicago is beautiful, man. You know, never give up on Chicago. But on top of that, just be you and create. How could people contact you guys? How could people reach out? Man, uh, you can hit me up on my gram. My personal savvy ball. S A V Y B A H. It's right there. Yeah, social media is best. Uh, made by Escobar. Made by underscore Escobar or Mayan Jade. Thank you guys so much again for coming on. I wish you guys the best of luck in everything you're doing. And, you know, let's push this revolution forward. There bro, you go. Thank you, bro. We're gonna make I it really happen. appreciate it, man. Eee!